Heroes of Episode 293 of Heroes of Handheld, the internet's leading handheld gaming podcast dedicated to all things your Switch, your mobile, your PS Vita, your PlayStation Portable, your PlayStation Vita, Go, no, PSP Go, um, your Nokia Engage, your calculator, and your small solitaire set. My name is Chris, and I am joined by Colin Byrne. How the devil are you, sir? I'm alright. I'm just thinking of other handheld devices I've had since uh, I was a wee nipper. And I remember there was a, like, I guess, I guess it was Tetris. Like a Tetris game. And that seemed to be all the rage in the early 2000s, I think. They were like little, similar to say, like a Game Boy, uh, game Boy Color. But all it did was play Tetris. And I had that. And it was quite bulky. I used to take that around with me wherever I went. That was fun. Something. That's what it was called, though. I don't, now, I don't know if there's a name for this type of screen, but there must be. You know how old, uh, the how the Casio watches when we were kids yeah. had like those black lines on them, and the way they told you the time was by different parts of the screen, like filling, like the black line filling up, um, mm. and then you could like sometimes you could press a button so that it showed you all the possible displays at once. Yeah. So there were also I had quite a lot of. Um, Gate, like tiny gaming things that were using that same type of screen technology yeah. um, where it was like you had like a an image kind of on the background and then there were various you couldn't move in a 3d way but different parts of the screen like uh highlighted the shade do you know yeah. what i'm talking about i think something i had that was similar to that is yeah i know what you mean there's like an image in the background which was static but it was like as if if you were driving a car that was going forward, like rather than the car actually moving in a three D way, like the the background would move towards you. If that makes sense. So yes. For example, trees would move, move either side to make it look like you were moving, and you'd have to go left to right and stuff like that. Yeah, that does ring a bell. Yeah, I've, I've just found a picture of. Um, what I had when I was growing up, and it's called what's the name of this? Multi game nineteen nine 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 in one, the E nine thousand. And this, I don't know if this is the exact one I had because the one I had was grey. But yeah, if, I'll send you the link to this, and it's the third image down on the page. I'll put it on the older. Mm. Yeah. So look at the third one down. I don't know. Yeah, who would have thought it's such a place? But. Yeah, it was late, yeah, they say late 90s, early 2000s. This was definitely what I had. And it was just a Tetris type of game. But it wasn't... I think there was more than one type of game type in it. But it was basically just like a glorified Tetris thing. I used to be absolutely obsessed with that. It had big um, yellow buttons on it. Um, where you could rotate the different uh, yeah. shapes. Yeah, I, I need to find the... I think it looks like there might have been different versions of this. Yeah, I'm just I'm looking at all the images that come up on Google. It's mostly just uh, Game Boy, the original Game Boy. Oh, there's a PlayStation Vita there. 
You know, I, I really do miss, this is like going off topic as well, well it is on topic because we're talking about handheld gaming, but the noise that the PlayStation Vita made, like the, the menu music, was just so relaxing. Mm. It was just so nice, you know. Well ahead of its time. The May um, rest in peace. Is this what I mean? Is this uh, the the game the hand game console that I was thinking about uh, was a Star Wars one I had. Um, oh, seven segment liquid. I think it's a liquid crystal display is the type of thing I'm talking about. I think anyway um, was a Star Wars one that was like the shape of a lightsaber. And you could move Anakin and Obi-Wan up and down to fight off Darth Maul. It was real sick. You know what? And I had a pocket Pikachu as well. That was a I, think, I think I had that. Yeah. Was it was in the shape of a lightsaber? You yeah, and, you, and it went vroom, vroom. Yes, I had this. Oh Star my god, yes. I, lightsaber yes. toy. Yeah, it was like, um, and he, he swung it, it made the noises. Yeah, vroom, vroom. And I had Maul. no idea whether I was doing it right because he swung it, but you couldn't see You couldn't screen. see what was happening on the screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. You had no idea whether you were actually beating him or not. Um, oh my god, yes. Oh, we need to find a picture. Yeah, of this. we have to find this out. Yes, oh god, I, I forgot Star about that. Wars, there Dark was Wars so Wars. much merch out of Star Wars Episode 1, wasn't there? Honestly, oh, yeah. so much stuff. I had like a. I don't know if I got this from. I don't think it was McDonald's. It might have been Pizza Hut, but I think when Episode 1 came out, they had these, um, these cups you could collect. And each cup had like a different topper. So it was a big cup and you put a straw through the top and it was like different characters from episode one. And there was young Anakin, I think Yoda was on it as well and Darth Maul. I need to see if I've, I think it was Pizza Hut. Honestly, the amount of merchandise that came out of that film was insane. And to be fair, people don't, people hate on episode one, but the merchandise was top notch. Could not fault that. I'm going to have to search this Star Wars. I'm also very great aware idea, that for right? listeners, this is yeah, just... Yeah, this is great. Yeah, idea. this is just two people Googling <laughs> variants on Star Wars lightsaber toy Darth Maul screen LED. No, it's vitally <laughs> important we find this because yep. I need to know what it was called and what the hell was the point of it. Right, Star Wars Episode One, Collectible Cups Restaurant. Oh, I definitely have a few of these. What was it... I wasn't Taco Bell. Yeah, I think I found them. Where were these from? Oh, man. Oh, Jar Jar Binks is a creepy character. Actually, this sort of links on. I mean, we're going to go straight into what you try and find what it's called. This links into one of our news stories, actually, which we can just get... Um, we can tick off off the bat. I mean, we spoke about this a couple of months ago, where I was really excited because it was announced that Star Wars Episode One. Uh, racer so you know Star Wars episode one a lot of people remember it for you know there's young Anakin Skywalker there's uh, Watto um, there's Darth Maul but people remember it most fondly for the pod racing segment in there and it was announced a couple of months ago I think it was earlier this year that Star Wars episode one racer uh, was going to be reimagined and reskinned and brought to Nintendo Switch and this caused a lot of people to be exciting excited because pod racing is so fun and this was a very popular game back in the day uh, and it was supposed to come out i think it, it was the first week of may wasn't it because we commented how it should have come out um on may the 4th yeah but it came to the day of release on switch and it wasn't on the store and then the developers put a statement out saying oh it's actually we've had to delay it because our staff are working from home and they previously delayed the PS4 um, version of this, but not the Switch version. So we were really annoyed. We were like, hold on, you've waited till the day it's supposed to come out to say it's been delayed. And it was delayed indefinitely. But 
It then dropped on the store on the 23rd of June, which was last, what's it now, the 29th. So that was last Tuesday. Yeah, I believe it came out. Uh, so Star Wars Episode One Race was now on Nintendo Switch, and there is a trailer for it, a launch trailer. I've not played it yet. I've not seen any reviews for it yet either. And looking at the graphics for it, it it doesn't look like a remastered to me. It looks like they've literally just bought the original game and plunked it onto Nintendo Switch. So there you go. But if it plays well, and it does look fun, um, I'm sure it'll be good. It's got motion controls. I mean, people like motion controls. You can use the Joy Cons to control your um, your pod ship or pod racer, whatever it's called. Um, but yes, this game, I mean, pod racing, there was a pod racing game on I found it, Colin, I found it! Oh, amazing. So yeah, Star Wars Race is out on Switch now. Go get it. Right, send me, send me a link or image of this. Okay. ASAP. Um, I'm assuming this is the same one. We'll embed a link on hairyfound.wordpress.com. Oh, I bet. Um, there can't be another version Give that a try. That is exactly the one I had, and it was a digital screen, and you moved around, yeah, and you went, that is it. That's exactly Vroom. it. And I had no idea what I was doing. You just swung it around. You didn't know whether you were actually hitting him or not, and you had to, like, swing in it, then look at the screen, then yeah. swing it again, look at the screen. And then there's there's different modes or something as well, wasn't there? But then it didn't really make much sense. Yeah, to, you could play as all the did. either Obi-Wan or Qui-Gon, or both at the same time. Yeah. Uh, not Anakin, as I inc- incorrectly said earlier. Oh gosh! Yeah, he used to fight. Oh, oh yeah, great, great stuff. Um, oh, it was fun to swing it around. It, I think it hurt my wrist as well. Actually, thinking about it, because you got yeah. quite, you had to swing it quite. A, and then you, I think you'd know. No, that was it. The way you'd know you'd hit him or he'd hit you was <coughs> it, would, it would vibrate and a noise yeah. would come out of it. Yeah, and then your character would flash on the screen. Yeah. Oh man. So good. What a time to be alive. So yeah, Star Wars Episode One Racer is on Nintendo Switch now. Um, so cool. it's here. I've not actually had a look to see how much it is. Let me see if I can find how much it is going for on Nintendo Switch. Here it is. Uh, six days ago it was released. And the cost in the UK is... Oh, in America it's $14.99. So $14.99. So you'd imagine it's probably a similar price over here. And um, that's a pretty good price, really. Um, not too expensive for a game that came out years ago uh two engines one champion no limits there you go it's a great uh, great name for it um uh yeah so that was a good trip down memory lane oh all the merchandise we have for episode one i know great um speaking of uh franchises that have been merchandised and toyed into um dead cheap territory no (laughs) dead cow milking a dead you know what i mean that's it um this we have a new record from the Pokemon Company as to the now we have a new uh, most disliked to like the worst sorry the worst dislike to like ratio of a uh, Nintendo press conference um, since they all started getting put on YouTube because last week in huge uh, kind of quite unexpected news we saw the Pokemon Company announce uh, Pokemon Unite which was um, a part of this Pokemon Presents thing um, and is a Pokemon-based MOBA. Now, how much do you know about this, Colin? Well, when I first saw the announcement of this game, it was trending on Twitter, and I had a quick look at the um, trailer for the actual game. It looked pretty fun. It looked fine to me. It's... uh... Yeah, it looked great. But uh, as more information came out, and as you explained to me... There's a sort of a hidden underbelly to this yeah. a little bit, and I think one of the reasons people are a bit concerned is that it said free to start, 
which is always a bit of a concerning thing to say. Um, but you've yeah. got, you probably have more information on it than I do. About yeah, why well, the, we should be concerned about. There's that. quite it's, a lot to un- to unpack, really. So it was um, part of the reason people were upset was because last week uh, or two weeks ago. In the Pokemon Presents um, press conference where they announced Pokemon Snap, they said, you know, more to come next week, big things next week. So obviously people were, people's expectations were getting ahead of them and they were kind of running away with what it could be and what could be being announced. So obviously people didn't necessarily, it wasn't necessarily the predicted, like, I always feel like if you're a press press, uh, conference team for a uh, video game, you should never say we've got more big news next week because people just ramp themselves up into states of, you know, uh, whip themselves up into a furore about what it could be and what it should be. And should it be Let's Go Pokemon Gold or should it be Diamond and Pearl remakes or should it be this or should it be that? And actually, nothing ever delivers, but especially this because Pokemon Unite, like Colin said, is a free-to-start uh, multiplayer online battle arena game but it's being published by Tencent. Now, Tencent are um, in partnership with the Pokemon company on this one, and it's going to be cross-play for Switch, iOS, and Android, or at least it's going to release across them. Um, Tencent are a slightly uh, problematic company um, in that, well, a lot of people find Tencent problematic because of their links to the Chinese government and how there is a allegations of... Uh, Tencent working very closely with the Chinese government with regards to like, handling of data and things like that. There's a lot out there that you can read about this kind of stuff. Um, mm. And I'm not qualified enough to really boil it down to a 10-second soundbite on a podcast. But it is like a complicated relationship and they are a complicated mega corporation. Uh, but yeah, it's just that thing of like... Yeah. It's kind I mean, of like when they announce... games. So I, I know you... I just start... Sorry, go on. No, Sorry, go on. I'm just curious. This company, the company who they've partnered with, do you know any other? What other games have they done? What are the other games in their catalogue? Yeah, so they kind of started. Uh, they've started like hosting things. Um, so initially, they uh, hosted things like League of Legends, which they now I think they now own League of Legends actually. Mm. Um, Tencent. Uh, so that's obviously a big one, um, and they also partly own Fortnite and player on Battlegrounds. Uh, they've been involved in Call of Duty Mobile as well, okay. so they like they have their fingers in a lot of pies. Yeah. Um, with regards to where they choose to spend their money and what they choose to promote. Yeah. So Tencent uh, is considered. This is according to Wikipedia, the largest video game company in the world as of March 2018. Mm. Uh, as in among its investments include. Um, they own the majority ownership in Miniclip. Uh, they own wow. stakes in Activision Blizzard. They own stakes in Paradox. They own 40% of Epic Games, who make Fortnite. They own 84% of Supercell, who make Clash of Clans and Clash Royale. Uh, they own um, full ownership of Riot Games, the developers of League of Legends. So they're across there are a lot, a lot of, of stuff. In many, many pies there. Wow, yeah. that's a large reaching. And big games as well, not small things. There's huge titles there. Yeah. So in it's a mobile um, game landscape. Mm. Yeah, it is like... It's difficult because, you know, people, video game fans with them hope hope for the moon and then get disappointed when they only go, like, five miles in the air or when they, you know, they, they 
they think that there there is obviously an issue with kind of toxic cultures with regards to like Pokemon. Um, but I just thought this this announcement was just mad and like of all the things to kind of hype people up for it just wasn't really a good shtick so, from them. I mean, I'm um, obviously I like Pokemon Fire. I play Pokemon Go, as you know, and but I'm not in tune with Pokemon games as much as you. I mean, if ten what was the name of the company ten ten cent. If they weren't the ones involved with this game, do you think this would have got more um, positive feedback? Would people be more um, interested in this? Do you reckon, or is it still just a bit of a disappointment considering what people were hoping for? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I think it's the it's the Venn diagram of Pokemon fans who are often um, quick Crazy. to anger yeah. and anti ten cent uh, action, which is you know um, ethically more squiffy. I would say. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think if it it kind of reminded me of when Metroid announced that like freedom. Was it called Freedom Force or something? Um, the 3DS one, when it was just like people whip themselves up into here comes a new Metro Prime, and instead, when it's not, it's like oh for fuck's sake! And it happens time and time again in video games, and it will continue to happen time and time again. We, um, we wait, we wait for the video where Tencent come out and ask, "Don't you guys have phones? Don't you guys exactly, have mobile phones?" Yes, exactly. That's exactly the mood, and it's just yeah. like ah, oh, funky. But uh, yeah, the, the thing is, the idea of a Pokemon MOBA, it doesn't... It, to be honest, I quite like the sound of that because I find MOBAs, that kind of like top-down lane view thing, I find them quite intimidating. And the idea of playing a Pokemon-based one doesn't necessarily rub me up the wrong way, but it's the Tencent involvement that just makes me feel uncomfortable. Which is why, as I said, when I first saw the trailer, I didn't realise the backstory of the company. I thought it looked quite good. You know, the fact it's cross-player, cross-switch, iOS and Android sounds pretty good. The gameplay looked fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, the only thing that really got my uh, tail up, my ears up, was where it said free to start, which is, I don't, I just do not like the sound of that. Yeah. So is it what you can play the first, is it... You know, is it going to be this thing where you can start and that you can play a little bit for free and you have to pay for the whole game? Or is it there, there are going to be microtransactions where you can basically play to win? Sort yeah, of thing, you know, or would it be that certain, certain characters are, uh, you know, oh, well, you can pay 10 points for a Firestone or you can pay £10 for five Firestones so you can get Charizard and Flareon. <laughs> I think that's what it's going to be, isn't it? It's going to be how quick you can get the powerful Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, we didn't, did we get a release date for this? I don't think we did, did we? No. No, it's just uh, wait and see. I mean, the, the video itself, um, the po- for, on the official Pokemon YouTube channel, which you were saying has the most dislikes. I mean, in the comments, I mean, I've seen people saying this, that apparently they've been deleting, removing dislikes and removing negative comments, but I don't know whether that's true. It's one of those things where the rumours start circulating, oh, the, the Pokemon company are deleting all the negativity around this game, um, but you don't know whether that's true or yeah. not. Whether they actually are. I mean, looking at the dislike bar, it's obviously not working. It looks a bit like a lightsaber, to be honest. Uh, yeah, so that's a, a grey lightsaber. Yeah. It gets to a point, I think, when a, when a video gets a certain amount of dislikes, it gets to a point where it sort of becomes a meme where people just go onto the video just to dislike it, just to be part of the crowd. Yeah, agree. You know, just to add to it. But see if you can. Well, you can still dislike it. Yeah, they haven't removed, removed that. So there you go. Uh, yeah, so that was a. 
that's the one thing that stirred up the pot this weekend, was that this week just gone. There's people upset about that. Um, can I just quickly go back to Harry Potter Wizards Unite? I say go back. We've yeah, already spoken about it. Of course, can you can. quickly mention this. So um, I'm big. I'm. I was speaking to this with someone the other day, actually. They asked me whether I still play Pokemon Go. And I think about it, and I do still play Pokemon Go, um, where I play it. Main, the main reason I play it now is just, it's like part of my daily routine, where I'll just, you know, open up Pokemon Go, I'll get my daily catch bonus, my daily um, spinning a Pokestop bonus, and that'll be it. I won't think about going back. And they've, they've relaunched the Pokemon Go battles again. So I've been playing the Battle League, so I've been playing that recently. But most of my attention has been over in Harry Potter Wizards Unite over the past, since lockdown, uh, because they've really been hitting out the park with all the events, the brilliant events, the, the Wizarding Weekends. But the reason I'm bringing this up is we had a Wizarding Weekend just gone, which is all around things to do with Hogwarts. And what was what they were claiming would happen there would be increased sightings of severe and emergency level uh, foundables, so the Sorting Hat and McGonagall, who are both um, emergency level. So emergency level foundables means they're very rare. It's a very rare, like, like rare Pokemon, they very rarely appear on the map. Um, it's very hard to find them, but they're appearing more frequently. Um, and it was good. I mean, there was a few complaints where, like, there's different registry pages. The whole Wizards Unite, what you do is you collect these foundables to fill up your registry, a bit like a Pokedex in Pokemon Go. Um, and the more you get of a certain foundable, the more fragments you get, and then you can level up your pages and you get new frames and things, you know, it's, it's, there's more depth to it than that. But people were complaining that only certain foundables were appearing over the weekend. There was a lot of complaining this weekend, I will say. But one of the biggest complaints is there's a potion that you can use in Wizards Unite called Trace for Tonic, Dete uh, tonic for Trace Detection. And what that does is you use this potion, and it's a bit like incense in Pokemon Go. I'm doing this for your benefit, Chris, so you understand. Thank you. Compared the comparisons to it, but this potion means that more foundables will appear. It's specific. It's very useful, especially at the moments where people are at home more and they can't go out walking and exploring, and it attracts more popular, um, more rare and emergency and high level foundables to your location without you having to go anywhere. Anyway, that lasts for 30 minutes. So on the notes, because what Niantic do is they release notes in the weeks leading up to these events so people can prepare, they know what they're going to see, they list what's going to be uh, appearing more frequently, what bonuses you'll get. One of the bonuses they were listing as part of this Wizarding Weekend was that the um, Tonic for Trace Detection potion, which is vital when there's events at the moment, especially being at home, that um, the brew time, so the amount of time it takes to make the potion, would only be one hour. Now normally, to give you some context, it's seven hours. It normally takes seven real-time hours for this potion to brew. So it takes a long time. Um, but they said for this event, for from Friday to Sunday, you'd be able to brew the potion in one hour. And if you had the master notes unlocked, you could reduce that to half an hour. So fast forward to the night before, and they release a statement. I think they put it on their website and on their social media channels and things like that. And they said, and I quote that, this was a mistake. And they didn't mean to put that in the notes. There's not going to be any reduction in brew time for this potion. Which is fine. I wasn't too fussed about that. But the amount of stink that this caused. Because there's been quite a few issues with the game. I've said that the game's been doing really well. It has. But there has been a few glitches and bugs that have been appearing recently. With updates they've been doing. They completely overhauled the whole fragment system in the registry. And... Um, 
when they did this update, a lot of people lost loads of fragments. So what that means is the times they caught these really rare foundables were completely lost in the system because of this update, which isn't good when you consider that some people have spent real money to get potions to catch these really strong and hard to find foundables. And it all stems back to because people thought that this potion was going to take an hour to brew, people were stocking up on extra cauldrons and spending real money to buy ingredients because they're going to like you know get loads of these potions because they took an hour. But it turns out it was a mistake in the wording and it shouldn't have been listed there. So people were complaining that they spent all this money, uh, they're spending money, and something that they were promised wasn't delivered. And I think at the moment Niantic haven't really come out with a statement or anything. In the past when they've made these similar mistakes, they've put a complimentary gift into the store where you get loads of free things as like a sorry for it. We wait and see whether they're going to do that for this. Um, because it's not as extreme as the fragment issue from a couple of months ago. But the fact that people have spent had spent real life money to in preparation for this is an issue. So I just wanted to um, bring that to your attention. So yes, yeah, so all kicking off in Hogwarts and the Harry Potter world. And it just like you know, it shows how how dedicated like the fan bases for Niantic's games are so like intense. Like people are really huge and dedicated fans. They take a lot of it seriously, as you know, you expect them to. And if you make one little mistake like this, you're gonna get hounded for it. And I do wait, wonder what they're going to do, if they're going to do anything to address the issue, which I'm sure they've had numerous complaints sent to them about it. So we shall wait and see if anything comes from it. Yeah, I do. I see this a lot in Pokemon Go where there is like allusions to an event to come or something to come. And it just causes people to go absolutely like... Like, like I play these things quite casually. I've, I feel like you do too. And yeah. then you see people who it's like, well, they need to let us know if they're going to change. Like the big one is when community days, when they would announce them like a, a couple of weeks before and people would be like, well, I've already booked work off for this day. Yeah. And it's like, well, you're taking the game way too seriously then. If you're like, you know, it does scare me. It would not scare me. It does really surprise me just how much, how seriously people take the, these games. Yeah, they're games, you know. You know, but you're right. People do base their whole. Some people base their whole lives around playing these games, like yes. where they're going to go, trips they're going to go on. I knew someone I used to work with who would like. He'd be going on holiday, and the first thing he'd think about is what region-specific Pokemon he could get when he went on holiday. That was the mm. first thing he'd think about, and it's just a bit like, yeah. I mean, as, I'm a very casual player, as you are as well, and it's just a bit like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, um, like I think mm. people are free to enjoy what they want to enjoy as much or as little as they want to enjoy it. But what I kind of find issue with is when people will just take it to, like to a point where they are getting angry about what is, yeah, essentially something that's free and that you don't have to put as much time into it. Like, no one's putting a gun to your head. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, each their own, I guess. It's that's not the sort of way I take. I take these games, be, you know, just casual, something to play, you know, when I'm bored or whatever. But yeah, you know, some people it's more it's more to them than that. Yeah, fair play to them. Anyway, so I just wanted to bring that up, and uh, it's a shame because you know Harry Potter's in a really good place. I know the playership isn't as high as it is for Pokemon Go, obviously, but I'm really loving it at the moment. All the adding extra details and extra features to make it fun to play from home. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a shame that this one mistake has sort of tainted
the whole weekend because it was a really good event to be honest so lots of um, rare yeah. things were appearing but the forums i'm and the facebook pages i'm a part of it that, that was the main topic of discussion like people were just disgusted at neantic for doing it basically <sighs> yeah <sighs> oh, i've been playing more batman by the way the telltale Ooh, series on Dark okay. 4. getting a bit getting a bit fed up with it now oh really I think it's because I knew where certain plot points were going and it really well I know we've had this discussion before about how the the choice thing is a bit of an illusion really yeah. I don't know I don't know but I, I've not finished it yet I'm, I'm halfway through episode 4 um, actually it surprised me how much time I spent as Bruce Wayne which is nice I'm not complaining about it but yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe the last episode will blow my mind. I will give you my thoughts next week, probably when uh, I have completed it. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm playing some more Hotline Miami two this week. I'm making my uh, way through that game. The style is amazing. Um, yeah. But it's like, gosh, it's very difficult. Like, it is hard, isn't it? Yeah, I remember the second one being particularly gruesome in terms of how it looks and how it played as well. It was very unforgiving. Yeah. And some Which, of the save points were a bit like, ugh, so annoying. Yeah. I guess it's kind of why you play it, right? But, like, yeah, it's just very, uh, very intense game, but I am enjoying it. Yeah, I never, um, I never personally got to the point where it got so annoying that I just, had to, I just couldn't play it anymore. I just was so dedicated to get past each part that... I don't know, it was, just, it was really frustrating but really addictive in equal parts, so I just couldn't put it down. And it sounds like you're having the same experience again. Yeah, yeah, I am enjoying it. Yeah, it's just challenging enough and just frustrating enough that if you finish, you want to finish that level before you quit rather than just quitting outright. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but speaking of uh, stuff on Switch, we've got two big uh, summer updates coming to two games that I love, if you'll allow me the time of day, Colin. Oh, um, the first one was uh, we saw an announcement from Animal Crossing about some new content coming to the summer, uh, specifically the first summer update, which will arrive on uh, the 3rd of July. Wave 1 will allow you to go swimming in your wetsuit and meet um, your favourite sea otter character, Pascal. They're also going to be adding um, underwater collectibles, so you'll be able to go uh, pillaging for things in the water, different collect, you know, like starfish and stuff like that. Um, and they are updating the um, interactions you have with, um, what's his name, the Gulliver who crashes on your beach, so look forward to that. And then they've also said... A second August, a second summer update will be coming in early August. So keep them peeled for that, and of course we'll cover it here on Heroes of Handheld. Um, but the other cool summer update which I saw, which tickled my pickle, was the announcement uh, of some more DLC for Overcooked Two. Now Overcooked Two have been very good at doing free DLC. Uh, so far they've done two Christmas ones and two Lunar New Year's ones. But to celebrate the summer of gaming. Uh, we are now getting the Overcooked 2-pack Suns Out, Buns Out for free, which will feature new recipes, new chefs, new modes, um, and comes out on console uh, in July. It comes fit on the 5th July, and, then, and to, that's on Steam, if you'll excuse me, and then coming soon to consoles after that, including Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. And if you've not watched the trailer for this, we'll embed it on heroesofhandheld.wordpress.com. It looks Absolutely hectic. Very fun, 
very very hectic uh, and i can't wait to play it. i've been really i'm playing overcooked like maybe twice a week maybe three times a week um and it's just constantly incredible fun i love it so much it's such a good game it's amazing you you managed to fit it in around all your other game playing really you know? now this is the this is the main one for me to be honest like mm-hmm. this is the um like i play other stuff off and on but when i'm in an overcooked mode and specifically like i've been playing it uh i've been playing it online with a lady friend and specifically excuse the 1950s language but it's like it's that thing of when you get into the zone of like when you're both working like um when you're both working completely in sync it's like there's no game like it in terms of the reward and the high scores and feeling like you've just absolutely dominated a level like the adrenaline is so high um because like you know you something like hotline miami you get a good score in hotline miami you know you've been playing it well but something like overcooked it because it requires both of you to re- or however many of you to really be at the top of your game it's like the venn diagram of i'm playing well the other players are playing well. Oh my god, we're all playing well, and it's working exactly as it should. It's so quick and seamless, and bam, 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 and the points are racking up. It's just like the feeling is just amazing. Yeah, it's such that's a good what game is all about, you know, when everyone's in sync. Yes, exactly. And I compare it to like so, like upstairs. You know, it's it's kind of weird because downstairs in my living room, I've got my PlayStation set up, and whenever I'm at the PlayStation at the moment, I'm playing Last of Us, and I just feel like shit. And then when I come up here and pl- into my room and I play Overcooked, I'm just like, oh no, this is this is how games can be as well. Like this is this is fun. I feel like we need to talk about this. We've not even mentioned or touched upon The Last of Us Two. Yeah, I'm, well, there's not much I want to. I don't want to say too much about it in terms of story because I'm aware it's very easy to spoil things. But I'm really like I'm finding it very satisfying, but I still wouldn't say I'm enjoying it because it is constantly very very miserable. Have you been surprised, surprised or shocked by any more story elements? Well, annoyingly, really annoyingly, I was sh- I was shocked by something because I read about it online because there was an int I saw an interview where someone mentioned that no, I heard an interview where someone mentioned that as well as um, the one of the um, so I had an interview where, as well as someone mentioning that the main character, Ellie, is gay, which she is, we've been out since the first game, they also mentioned that there is a supporting character who is trans. So yeah. I was like, oh, I don't remember a trans character yet. Maybe they'll come up later. I'd love to see some discussion about that. So I googled, like, The Last of Us 2 trans character just mm. to read, like, an article about it. And in said article, they ruined something that happened halfway through the game. And I'm just like, why would... I'll, I'll tell you afterwards, Colin. But I was just like... Why why do you need to put this put this in? You, you don't need to mention this. And now like I'm going to constantly be waiting for this thing to happen. Did they um did they I'm guessing they didn't put any sort of disclaimer then at the beginning saying No, they, pres- they Well, that's the thing. They even said like, "Oh, um uh well, we know that most of the plot has been spoiled, but in the last of us you see X happen and then you see Y happen." And the Y thing is quite a big spoiler. In terms of setup, and I'm just like, oh, why did you need to do that? So, yeah, yeah there's no need for it. Mm. But it's not, the thing is, it's not that big of a deal. It's just because I've been trying to go into it completely blind. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I'm amazed you've actually managed to do that for the most part, considering all the leaks that came out for the game. Yeah, um, I'm pretty so dedicated. Yeah, sometimes it's hard. I mean, this is not a different level completely, but there's a newish ride at Walt Disney World, and I don't know when I'm going back to Disney World. I have no idea. You know, it could be, it could be two years, three years, four years, five years, ten years. Who knows? Who knows? I'll be going back. And there's a new ride. I didn't want to know anything about it because I thought it'd be really, it looks really cool. And there's there's Disney vloggers. There's people who vlog all things Disney, and a lot of these vloggers have like introductory videos, like intro videos for themselves and their channel and in this intro video they put a clip from the ride basically ruining one of the main parts of the ride so uh, and that was before the video had even started it's just in their little intro montage so i immediately stopped the video disliked it and unsubscribed so there you go yeah that's good my for part you. Done. I, I mean why do people do that you know i can understand if it's something like, like similar to the game like last of us if it had been out for you know 10 years you know five six seven years you can understand it you know spoilers are sort of free reign by that point because you should have played it by then but if it's something that's come out of in the past year or past few months or weeks in terms of your game why would you do it you know yeah. it's just oh, i don't know it grinds my cheese but um, i'm glad you're enjoying overcooked and um you know you're really appreciating the gaming environment by f- properly feeling the synergy between your fellow gamers that's yeah good. It's good stuff. Um, do we have any other news? Well, one thing I just want to mention very briefly, because I know that is all the news done. There was an article that came out, which it was today, actually. Uh, it was revealed by Bloomberg that there is, listen to this, a open world Harry Potter game in development for Xbox Series X and PS5. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. And this has been developed by Avalanche Software, who are known for their work with Disney Infinity, if you remember that all those years ago. Um, don't know any information on it. We just know it's coming. It's going to be 2021, multiple platforms for both you know, Xbox and PlayStation 5. And you play as a wizard and roam, a wizard or witch, and roam around the grounds of an open world Hogwarts and other iconic locales from the popular series. So there you go. You know what don't else uh, Avalanche Software made? What's that? They made the 2015 Mad Max game. Oh, is that oh, a good game? Uh, Avalanche Studios made that. Is this the same ones who are making Harry Potter? Avalanche Software, let's see. Oh, who, software they... and studios might be different. Or they yeah, might so- be the Avalanche Software were purchased by Warner Brothers in 2017. So it's owned by Warner Brothers. And here we go, they've developed a lot of games. But here's the right. Here's the games they've released in the past few years. Cars 3, Driven to Win. Disney Infinity. Cars 2, Toy Story 3. Bolt, Meet the Robinsons, Chicken Little, Ace in Action. So you sort of get the idea there. That's <laughs> crazy. So Avalanche Studios. So I've I've completely messed it up there. But you mm. can understand because Avalanche Studios and Avalanche Software aren't the same company. No, that's very confusing. Yeah, that's mad. Very confusing. Yeah, the the official name is Avalanche Software uh, Avalanche Software LLC. And they're a video games developer. Wow. And it says here at the top, not to be confused with Avalanche Studios. Well, too late. I already yeah. have confused them. Thank you, Wikipedia. It's really interesting. They've got all these Disney and family-friendly titles here. But then if you look to where they started in 96, the first game they developed was Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. So there you go. Bit of wow. a change in direction there. Finish him, Woody and uh. Mickey. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, I'm up for that. Um a little bit concerned the games they have done recently, which seems aimed at a young... I know, obviously, Harry Potter is probably going to be more aimed at kids anyway, but hopefully it's not just a kiddie-friendly adventure. Do you remember that game? Do you remember? Do you remember? 
September? That game that came out for Kinect, that Star Wars game, all these years ago, it was a Kinect for Xbox Star Wars game. And everyone was like touting it as like the you know the Star Wars game that everyone wanted. You could actually be a Jedi. You could like swing your arms around as if you've got a lightsaber. Uh, and then it turned out it was terrible. And the best game mode was a dancing. There's a dancing mini game in it where you could dance as Han Solo. I don't. I literally have no idea what game you're talking about. Connect Star Wars. Connect Star Wars for wow. Xbox. Do you remember when the Connect was a thing and everyone was like, oh my god, Connect. It's great. Everyone loves Connect. And it was terrible. But I would Google Star Wars Connect and then search Han Solo. You will not be disappointed. Okay, I'm going to watch this after the podcast. I'm Solo. I'm Han Solo. I'm Han Solo. (laughs) It was a game that was like panned by everyone, but everyone said the best feature was a mini game where it's a dancing game and you're literally dancing as Han Solo. So there you go. I'm I'm not kidding. This is a thing. I'll connect. I remember that they were trying to push that crap. Anyway, uh, right. Yeah, that is all the news. That's all I've got for you. I That's believe. all I've got for you too, my friend. Um, my friend. I need to watch that video of someone dancing to Rain On Me. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, well, whilst you watch that, I will tell people that you can get in touch with us by going to heroesofhandheld.wordpress.com and clicking on the contact button. Or you can just write us an email to heroesofhandheld at gmail.com and tweet us at handheldpodcast. There's also a Facebook page, uh, which you can find by searching for Heroes of Handheld. And we will be back next Monday. Oh, who knows? No, it will be Monday. It'll be Monday. Heck, yes. Um, And yeah, keep it it handheld. Let us know what you're playing. Hope you're all okay during this uh, crazy, crazy days. Crazy world we're in. But, you know, it seems to be light at the end of the tunnel now. So, um, you know, we've got through the worst bit, hopefully. And uh, I'm just trying to think of a song that would be positive. So all I could think of was Walking on Sunshine. That wasn't a very good transition, to be honest. I have just sent you the link to I'm Han Solo from Connect Star Wars. Uh, yeah. Would okay. recommend. I will watch that. I'm going to watch that and I'm going to embed that on here as wordpress.com as Do well. it. Thank you for listening, everybody. Have nice a great one. week. Bye. 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 Bye.